everybody has to find what works best for them. Only this year, I really, really found what works for me super well. Pretty much my two main ones are reading and journaling. I'm constantly reading about things to improve myself. <laughs> So how long have you actually been traveling? Um, well, okay, so I've been, as I call it, solo female traveling for eight years. I Jeez. did like my very first travel, yeah, uh, 2013, like pretty much exactly eight years ago. Um, and then, and obviously that wasn't like nonstop traveling at first. At first it was like going on a trip, going home to Canada, like finishing university, uh, um, waiting tables, saving money, and then going traveling again. But I've been like full-time nomading for almost five years now because then then I decided like, wow, I just like this too much. I want to keep doing it forever. So then I started to live abroad full-time and I, like only would come home to Canada just to visit, not to actually live there. So that's been about five years of like being a full-time nomad. That's crazy. And you're not doing it like I'm doing it either. Like most of what I'm doing is pretty localized, but if I remember correctly, you were like in Australia and am I making this up? Were you in Eastern Asia for a little bit too? Yeah, I've never been to Australia, okay. but yes, Southeast Asia <laughs> is where I spent most of my, well, actually now Mexico is, is coming up and as far as where I've spent a lot of time as well, mm -hmm. just because I've been here now like almost a year and a half. Um, but Asia is where I spent the most time, Southeast Asia in particular. Like I lived there, I've traveled all over there, I built my business there, um, I taught English in person, I taught English online, so yeah. So your business is, is younger than your time as a full-time nomad, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So how were you kind of funding this whole remote lifestyle before you, uh, before you were you know, what you are now. Yeah. So, okay. The very, very beginning, like I said, um, I would just like do just like random jobs in Canada, mainly waiting tables just because, you know, you make tips and it's pretty like easy money. So I would like uh, wait tables, save money. And then I would go backpacking for like an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. But then I, um, on one really long trip, my first time in Latin America, which was South America, this was 2015. Um, this trip was my longest trip and there was like no plan to it. It was literally just like, okay, book a flight to Ecuador. I have a backpack. Let's just see what happens. Um, and so that trip really changed my life because it made me be like, wow, I want to keep traveling forever. So how can I do that? Okay. I need to find a way to make money overseas instead of having to go home to Canada to make money. So then I was like, well, you know, I always hear about teaching English. So why don't I just look into that? And I did my research and then I found out that there were a lot of jobs in Vietnam and I had already been to Southeast Asia and I had loved it, but I hadn't been to Vietnam. So I was like, oh, perfect. Like that's this way I can go there because I had wanted to go and the pay for, you know, what it is, is quite good. It was like $20, 25 US an hour. And the cost of living in Vietnam is very low. So, I mean, you could save a lot of money and you didn't really have to work that much. So I just like researched about it and I didn't actually have anything lined up. I didn't know anyone there. I just did so much research and I was like, wow, this all just seems so good. Okay. I'm just going to go for it. And so then I moved to Vietnam. This was October 2016. So that was the beginning of like full time living abroad. Okay. That's where I, I counted as. 
because then so yeah then i started teaching english in person in hanoi vietnam and then while i was doing that i was first introduced to the online world through online english teaching so i had friends who were teachers there who were like oh i also teach english online and i was like oh great okay i'll do both and have like both streams of uh, income and then i started to do some backpacking trips like definitely you know i always would vacation a lot around southeast asia whenever we would have breaks from teaching um and then i even did like a, my first backpacking trip in europe while i was teaching english online and even though i was hardly making any money i was still able to backpack europe and even go to like more expensive countries so that was really eye opening because i was like wow you really don't need that much i mean and obviously then i was younger um so much like it depends what your standards are obviously but like i was so used to asia so i was like oh i'm used to like dorm rooms i'm used to like long bus rides like i'm used to like basic stuff so i'm fine with that anyways then i ended up going back and teaching in vietnam again for a second time but this time in the south in ho chi minh which is also called saigon um and then shortly after that i was like okay i'm kind of tired of being in these big asian cities because they are like they're just very crowded very chaotic and unfortunately also very polluted which was like really affecting me so i was like okay i'm only going to teach english online i'm going to be a full time nomad doing that and so i moved to the middle of vietnam to a town called hoi an um and there that's when i met people who were online entrepreneurs and they were doing stuff with like traveling in particular and so that that was just like the first time i had ever heard of something like that i was like what do you mean like you're talking about traveling and making a business online like what and they yeah. were like yeah and like we're making good money so then i was just like okay i have to figure this out and then that's when that's when i decided that i was going to do it too <laughs> that's so cool so it, when you did, first of all did you prefer teaching english in person or online because i've heard i've heard some of our friends who teach english online that they just don't like it at all cuz the students don't get it um i definitely prefer in person for sure no in person like i was like really in love with my students they were just like so cute um and like yeah genuinely was like oh my god i understand now why people have kids like literally because i like felt so much love for them Aww. um yeah and they're just so adorable um that's a pretty not so much the in person but like the the online version of that is a fairly traditional path if there is one to this digital nomad thing right like it sounds like a lot of people do it or is that in my head um a, a lot of people do do it but i'm always like astounded that there are more people doing it cuz obviously now you know i would encourage somebody like okay like you know create your own online business is obviously the best thing to do but obviously that takes like way more intense um commitment and work mainly it takes a lot of work on yourself right like that's mm. the biggest thing is you have to really really do the inner work to be successful with a business what do you mean by that like personal development like so and that takes time you know like i mean so now i'm coming up which is crazy but it's like almost going to be 3 years since like I very started my business um and I I it's really only like this year 2021 that I finally am at the point where it's like always consistently successful where like I barely have to work and I still just have so like I I constantly have people coming asking me like can I work with you can I work with you 
money comes in very easily like it all feels really easy now but it definitely wasn't always like that and it took me you know at least two years like even a, like about two years for me to really do all of the work needed to get to this point where I'm at now where I feel very confident and like business just feels fun and easy and like my life feels so fun and easy but it was two years of, of intense um, both like in the sense of like like really hustling business wise where it used to feel like it was so much more work but I know now the reason it felt that way is because I hadn't done all of the personal development work that I needed to do to be able to have like the belief which of course, like whatever is going on in our subconscious is what is going to be our conscious reality. So I had to do a lot of work to get to the point where like my subconscious beliefs are just like, my business gets to be fun. It gets to be easy. I get to make great money. I get to work with the people that I want to work with. Mm -hmm. But you know, of course, it, it takes time to create those beliefs. So that's, that's always like, you know, if I could go back and do it again, and like start my business again like day one would just be like personal development personal development that's seriously all you need to worry about in the beginning is just getting your mind right because everything else will come from that let's let's dive into that that's that's one of the main reasons that i wanted to have you on aside from you just being a general badass which you are there one of the main reasons why i wanted to have you on is because i've heard you talk about how like it took you two years before you got to this point and you know, two years is a long time, but like not for the level of results that you've achieved. It's actually quite exceptional that you're at this point already, two years in. Most people never get there. Um, and I, and I'm, I've been trying to figure out what your secret sauce is. Uh, so I figured I could corner you into a podcast and get you to tell me. So <laughs> what, what a, when you talk about like this self-development, like practically, like day to day, what does that look like? Are you journaling? Is it like a mantra that you repeat? Like what, to talk, like I'm, so unenlightened walk me through what you're what, what, what give me a give me like a mini crash course for sure so i mean there's so many different ways that you can do mindset work that you can do inner work and i think everybody has to kind of find what works best for them um i feel like i've done like all the things and it's again it's really only this year that i felt like i really really found what works for me super well um and so definitely journaling is I think, well, again, this it has been for me, but I think it would be really for anyone if they know how to do it right. But yeah, journaling, I journal every single morning. Um, pretty much my two main ones are reading and journaling. And I know reading, huh. reading isn't like necessarily, I guess, like inner work, but more in the sense of like, I'm constantly reading about things to improve myself, right? Like I'm constantly reading about spirituality, um, I'm also, I, I also read a lot of things that are kind of like practical business things, but to be honest, that can kind of bore me <laughs> because, okay. because I, I'm so much more like, I want to understand like, you know, how does our brain work? Like, how is it that we like create the life that we want? Like, how does the, the universe help us do this? Like, what is the actual electromagnetic energy behind it all? Um, I'm reading a really great book about that right now, actually, by Dr. Joe Dispenza super famous guy and like oh, it's amazing super, because he, what what's his book called becoming becoming supernatural ah, yeah. yeah 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 okay yeah i am enjoying it so much because pretty much it's all these things that i've been reading now for almost two years about spirituality and about like you know about how we manifest our lives right about how everything comes first from 
our thoughts and then it becomes our outer reality. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this book, he's talking about, like he's actually explaining the really amazing science behind that. Because I've read so many books that just kind of explain the theory and it's kind of this like mystical theory because it's like, we don't really understand how it works, but it definitely works. Like, it's just like, it's so obvious that whatever you're thinking is what becomes your reality. Like you create, you literally design your reality with your brain. Um, But he's talking about like the actual science of how that actually happens and like, the yeah like he's like oh the electromagnetic field and he's just saying like literally in talking about like the different dimensions and everything of the universe and he's like there's every single possibility already exists in the electromagnetic field and so how you bring something into your life right is like you bring it to you by like focusing on it and like in your brain creating that energy and then it comes to you and then it becomes your outer reality <laughs> it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about these things because i think it's it's a it's a way that you and i are different right like um i have always been super hands-on with like the stuff that bores you like the like the literal like technical business stuff and like the spirituality and like the dr dr joe dispenza and stuff like it goes way over my head like i don't know what it is about it but it just like can't can't do it so what do you think it's essential to um do you think it's essential to have kind of a spiritual component or a spiritual way of thinking about business um well i i mean to me yes i think so because I definitely take the, the, the perspective of just like, again, that I'm like, well, you're creating your reality. Like everybody is always manifesting everything in their sure. lives. Like they just don't know. They just don't like realize that they're manifesting it, but everybody's always manifesting everything. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you're not happy with what your external reality is with your conscious reality, then you need to do something to change it. And that does stem from like okay it doesn't necessarily have to be called spirituality rather you know we can call it consciousness becoming conscious um which i think in a way is actually a better word to describe it i myself am kind of switching to using that too because but they're kind of one in the same um but yeah just because like unless you work on your own consciousness you're never going to have the life that you want you're never going to have the the happiness and the fulfillment that you want because like you have to actively train your brain to focus on those positive emotions and when you focus on those positive ones like you attract the positivity you attract the abundance you attract all the things into your life that you want um and i mean i think this is kind of the shift that's honestly happening in the world right now, like why we're living in such turbulent times is because there are becoming more and more conscious people now than there there has been in a very long time. And with that, there's just kind of like this big awakening that's happening. Um, and I think that like some of the powers that be that are very ego driven instead of higher self driven mm. um, are kind of trying to resist that conscious awakening. So I, to me, like, I really see it as I'm like, it's like each individual human's 
responsibility to become conscious, not only for their self and for their own life and for their own physical and mental health, but for the uplifting of the entire planet's consciousness. And I think it's interesting as well, like, even if you have a different perspective on these things, like the, the part that you can have a different perspective on is kind of like the middle part, right? So, you know, one of those concepts that you're talking about is like setting intentions and like using that as a way to, you know, attract what you want in the world. Well, whether or not you believe that there's like some cosmic force that brings, you know, what you believe to you, which I personally, that's not the way I think about the world. But like, even if that's not the way you think about the world, it still is practically useful. Like the, the business books and the spiritual books give very similar advice. Like one of the best selling business books of all time that has no, not, a, not an ounce of spirituality in it. I'd say it's closer to consciousness, which is like what you're talking, like being conscious about the way that you think. It's called like the one thing, right? And it's about just like setting your mind on one thing until you get it. That's very similar to setting your intentions and goal setting. And like, you know, a lot of the concepts in the spiritual books and how you manifest which is the term that they, that, you know, people in that circle use. So I definitely see how that's, those are connected. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's literally one and the same. Like, mm -hmm. I don't see any difference between it. Like, it's just kind of, it's just, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, uh, just, I forget the word, but like what the, like what, what words you're using to explain something. Yeah. Um, it's just, that's the difference, but like, it's really all the same at the end of the day, just like, you know, whatever it is that you're focusing on, right? Like, totally. you know, even take Think and Grow Rich, which is one of the best books ever. Right. Um, and it's like uh, kind of an older book, but it explains these these concepts as well. And like, he also doesn't necessarily do it in like a spiritual way. He does it kind of in a mystical way because he's talking about like, oh, like your thoughts are connected to, you know, he calls it divine intelligence. Um but just meaning like that, whatever, everything comes first as a thought, like everything that exists was first a thought. And so that, you know, you start with your thoughts and then from there you create whatever it is that you want to create, including wealth. Um, so, so, <laughs> so it sounds like a lot of what led to your success over that two year period. And, you know, as you said, if you could go back and, and change it, the first thing that you would do is this kind of inner work spirituality you know, reading and writing is, is kind of the two parts of it, which makes perfect sense to me. How, let, we talked a little bit about the reading. Let's talk about the writing. Like what, what kind of journaling techniques do you do? What, what's helpful for you? Okay, so there's three very specific things that I journal, and mm. I actually learned this from our friend in Vierta, Pamela Horner, oh, okay. um, who is like the mind, she's the mindset queen. And actually, like, talking about, I mean, I definitely think like meeting her was like something that like was literally meant to happen in my life because like right after I met her, like my, my whole life really changed. Like my success just like exploded. Um, and like everything has been so good ever since. And it's because she really did help me like rewire so much of my thinking. Um, she also is like a hypnotist. And so like, she always was like, yeah, like I also did, hypnosis on you to like help you like reset your thought patterns as well but anyway so she taught me this journaling practice and like it has definitely been the best thing I've ever found for um creating the life that you want and just like powerful mindset work and I realize now why it's so 
why it works so well is because talking about hypnosis, like, again, we're all being hypnotized all the time by whatever it is that we're kind of like exposing ourselves to. And so journaling in this way, I realized I was like, oh, this is so powerful because it literally is self hypnosis. You're actually just like hypnotizing yourself to like trick your brain into thinking whatever it is that you're journaling is already your reality because that's that's what's so powerful that's what's so amazing about like the subconscious mind is it can't tell the difference between like is this actually happening or are you just imagining it it doesn't know the difference and so because like so for example like you know because one of the other ways that you can do this is visualization as where you just like literally like visualize what it is that you want to be true as though it's already true and I always kind of really struggled with that like I always found it really hard to just like sit there close my eyes and like see what I wanted to be happening like I just couldn't really get the hang of it even though a lot of the self-help gurus talk about it. Sorry is this one of the three types of journaling the visualization? Um so it it's part of it so sorry I'll get into that Uh, so okay okay. sorry sorry I didn't look at you up I just wanted to make sure. No 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 it's okay (laughs) Um, so the three things that I journal, the first one, and again, Pam taught me all of this, but the first thing that I journal is what I'm grateful for slash what I'm proud of. And that's always just like, that's just like a basic, you know, everybody knows that like focusing on gratitude makes you so much happier. And of course, like the more you focus on that, the more abundance you're going to bring into your life because you're operating at that frequency of gratitude, which is the most like one of the most powerful emotions that you can have um and it actually in the book i'm reading too he's talking about how even just spending a couple of minutes in gratitude or in love in joy like these really powerful positive emotions just a few minutes per day they did studies where like it completely changed people's physical health like significantly just by spending even a very small amount of time. Yeah, exactly. Which is just goes to show how powerful it is, right? So I do a page of gratitude slash what I'm proud of as well. Um, then the next two are what's really powerful in my opinion. So that then I journal out my fears, which is really life-changing because mm-hmm. again, most of us are just being run by our subconscious fears without even realizing it. And then that's what we're then manifesting into our reality right for example most people are focused on oh my god i don't have enough money i'm broke oh my god what am i gonna do uh and they're they're uh, bills and they're all like and they're not even always consciously thinking about it but it's going on in the 95 percent of their brain that's their subconscious and that's why that's what they're getting in their life is because that's what they're focusing on right consciously and unconsciously so i found it just writing out my fears because it's like we don't even necessarily fully know like what is it that we're like thinking that is holding us back from doing what we want to be doing and when you actually sit down and just write it out and like i would i just wrote out everything like and you know when i would write it out i'm like okay this sounds kind of stupid but nonetheless this is what i was like afraid of you know like i it's like okay nobody likes me nobody wants to work with me i'm never gonna get another paying client like i'm mm-hmm. gonna be homeless you know like just writing out like just get it all out everything that you could possibly be afraid of and then the third thing and this is the most powerful is the rewiring so this is where 
just whatever it is that you want to be true about your life, writing it out as though it already is. And this is what I mean, that it's self-hypnosis and that it's so powerful and that I found it much more powerful to do this type of visualization in this way of journaling it out rather than just sitting there and trying to think about it. So for example, I journal out things like, it's so fun for me to work with my dream clients. My dream clients are so excited to pay me. They can't wait to pay me in full. It's so fun and easy for me to have a beautiful, fulfilling relationship. I feel so great showing up every day. My clients are so excited to keep working with me. It's so much fun creating my YouTube video. Like I'm so excited to record it. I'm so excited to edit it. I love creating it. Like just whatever it is that you want, right? And there's no limit, right? Um, And so when I first did this following Pam's instructions, so I met her at the end of January and then I started to do it every single day and some things started to come true right away, but within one month, everything that I had journaled became true. And it still continues to come like to become true because I'm still journaling every day. But you know, I was journaling like specific amounts of money. Like, okay, it's so easy for me to earn this much money every month. And I ended up earning huh. even way more than that. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. So and now I'm like, again, I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense to me that this works. Because again, you're literally just hypnotizing yourself. Like And if you try it, like you journal, like you start to get into the flow, your brain starts to like kind of think like, yes, this is my life. Like this is my reality. And then those things start to happen to you. I absolutely believe that. Because another, another, on top of the reasons you gave, I think another reason why I think things like that work is you don't like to be inconsistent with yourself. I forget where I read this. It was some book, I think, (laughs) but, but basically like, there is some principle where we try to not, we try to avoid inconsistencies with our inner thoughts. Even though we don't always succeed, like if you write something down, you will try and live your life so that you are consistent with the statement that you made. Um, so that's a really interesting, I mean, subconsciously is what I mean, but that's, that's an interesting way to leverage that practice practically. I really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, um, it's a great way to, like anything that you're, anything that you're procrastinating on or you're avoiding doing because you're like, there's some sort of fear around it. There's some sort of disbelief, self-doubt, whatever. It's such a good way to blast through it because then you just, you write out like, okay, I'm afraid of this. Like, I'm afraid this is, these are all the reasons I'm not doing the thing that I'm afraid of. And then you write it like, oh my gosh, it's so much fun to do it. It's so easy to do it. I love doing it. It works so well. And then you're like, okay. And then you actually do it because you've like, tricked yourself into taking the action instead of continuing to let the fears run what you're doing instead. That's why I really like that second part of the exercise that you do, which is the fears. Um, That's something that I don't do it specifically the way you do it, but I use, I I use part of it, right? So the way I I journal is like stream of conscious and like, I I just do it like, um, I never read it again, right? But if I'm trying to make a, a business decision and I'm stuck on it, I don't know what to do or not always business, whatever it is. I like to just write about it until I can figure out why it is I'm procrastinating or why it is I'm afraid or whatever it is. And usually, not always, but usually there's like, ends up being like a, why am I afraid of making this decision? And then I start listing it out and then I can go systematically address those fears. But so it's, I, I totally believe in this, in this method you've, you and Pamela have found. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like, again, like I've done a lot of different 
self-development inner work things and I definitely I love it the most I think it's the most powerful thing um and that I'm yeah it just like it makes so much sense to me where I'm like you can literally just create whatever you want like whatever it is that you want you just that's such a good way to focus on it and tricking your mind into thinking it's already real which like there really just is no difference anyways between like what is real and what isn't is only what you believe it is, right? So you just have to mm -hmm. condition yourself to believe that what you want is already yours, and then it will be. <laughs> so I know this stuff is, is more interesting to you than the more um, like hands-on practical aspects of this stuff, but I'm, I'm very interested in like how you physically did what you did here. Um, so talk. I, my intuition is that social media played a big role in this for you over the two year period where you were really hustling hard. How, how did you go about getting your first clients? Like that sounds like such an intimidating thing to do. Did your business look like what it is now where it's coaching or did you start off with a different service? Like talk me through like your last day of English coaching to your first day and first month, first year of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. So um, I got started, I actually invested in a program that was like one of these programs that's like business coaching, but it was specifically for trainers in person and or just fit people because I was never an in-person trainer. I, I have zero certifications. Everything is 100% self-taught. Um, and so anyways, it was a program to build an online fitness coaching business. Um, so that's how I was able to get started because it's true that like I, I wouldn't have known what to do otherwise. Um, and it was like a pretty significant investment at the time. I was kind of, I was quite scared about it, but since being in business, I now know like, oh yeah, everybody's always investing tons of money. That's just what it is. Um, so that taught me like what to do and it got the ball rolling. And so, but it's funny cause also again, like if I, if I were to do things differently, like if I was to give advice to somebody who's like, how do I start an online business? I would be like, please don't do it the way that I did it because I know better <laughs> now, which is again, like I didn't know anything about self-development in the beginning. Right. So that's like, I'm like, that's where like the vast majority of your time should be spent is your, it's just working on your mindset because everything else will come from that number one. And just like, just getting clear on what you want as well. Like what are you, you know, um, Stephen one. Covey and seven habits of highly effective people begin with the end in mind is like the very first habit. And that could not be more real. Like you have to know where you're going before you get going. And you wanna know first, like what is the life you want? Not the business you want, what is the life you want? And then you you figure out, okay, now let me create a business that suits the life that I want. So yeah, if I could do it again, it would be all mindset work. And I also just like, there is a time and a place to pay for coaching. Don't get me wrong, I actually have an amazing coach right now that I pay quite a lot of money to, but he's absolutely worth it because he's helping me grow my business so much and like he knows everything about everything. Um, but I, I don't think you actually need to invest a lot of money when you're just starting out. Literally, you can find everything you need to build an online coaching business just like for free online or in books like and so if i could do it again i wouldn't have spent all that money because a lot of it like i ended up feeling like it wasn't really that worth it mm -hmm. um 
And then, you know, I would say do your mindset work. That's the most important thing. And then just like study stuff yourself by reading books, by watching videos, like you can learn everything you need to. And once you get like some little bit of money, like maybe once you're getting your first few kind of clients and stuff and you, you know, you, and the other thing would be like, be very, very choosy about who you do take on as a coach and who you're paying thousands of dollars to, you know, you want to really make sure you're getting your money's worth because one thing about the coaching industry is that I, I just find, I don't know, there's a lot of like dishonesty or there's just like people charge really crazy high fees for like not really any reason. Like it's like, okay, where's the actual value? Um, so you have to be kind of, and again, I'm talking from experience because my very first year, I actually was quite successful right away. I was successful on paper in the sense that I did get a lot of clients and everything but like my inner world was like such a mess because i was completely like I, I never felt secure in my business i always felt like i was like working so hard to get those clients like i always was doubting myself like none of it felt easy whereas now it's like literally the complete opposite whereas i'm like i like feel like i'm not even trying at all and i just still get people wanting to work with me like it's it's so night and day um That's so the actual nice. strategy yeah thanks it's been it's been a it's been a crazy journey but it's been so worth it and again yeah i'm like it all just comes from doing your your mindset work your personal development consciousness whatever you want to call it like work on that stuff everything else comes from that um and just constantly be learning you know um sure. and that's why like what i would do every day is like i pretty much read for like an hour in the morning and then i also journal for like 30 minutes to an hour um and that's like, those are the two main things that are my like solid mindset stuff. I so anyways, that. yes, you're right that, <laughs> yes, for sure. It's awesome. There's so many good things to read to, that'll teach you just like, you know, both the strategic side, because don't get me wrong. I do enjoy reading those strategic books, but I just find that like, after I've been reading so many of them, I'm like, okay, I want to get back to like the why behind it all, yeah. though, you know? It's funny, I feel like those like really strategic business books, many of them have the exact same message, they're just presenting it to you in a different way. Like, there's like, I'd say, 20 major concepts that most of these books cover, but it's just like, who can present it to you in a way that resonates the best with you? At least for me, that's what I've found. There's always something unique that comes out that's like the first time it's been done, um, but like, leadership and management have been taught so many different times but like when i read jocko willink um uh, extreme ownership like that absolutely hit me in a way that i i no one else could have and i think that's what makes that's why i enjoy it like who can make me resonate with it the best you know yeah definitely i agree for sure yeah and i that's and even with some of these like even the kind of more like how to make your life amazing and make it what you want. Like even those, like recently I was getting burnt out with those. I was like, okay, I just feel like they all, like I've read so many of them by now and like yeah. feel like a lot of them are just saying the same thing <laughs> again. So I was like, let me read this more of the like science spirit, like stuff of like these things that I'm fascinated in. Like, you know, like how does it act? Like what is actually happening in the energetic sphere of like our thoughts and like how is it that we're attracting things and that's that's more of where I'm at now what I'm trying to read these days and like what I'm really enjoying but yeah that's where I was going was uh the strategy side of of the business okay so honestly yeah you are correct that it's my business has been almost entirely social media selling um 
first it was really with Facebook and that worked really, really well for me for a while. And then now I like almost completely don't use Facebook anymore. And I'm like only on Instagram. Um, mainly because I realized, you know, I had to do some, some work about figuring out like who is really like my ideal client. And this was, mm. this was part of mindset work as well. Like I had to do the mindset work to believe that I could have really dope clients be my clients because before I was, I had a block around it where I was like, Oh, there's no way like these like influencers and these super cool people, like would want to work with me. There was like subconscious blocks and through the journaling, <laughs> I moved through that and was like, no, like I can have like my dream client be my client. I get to choose and they actually want to work with me. And that's another way that things are so different now is like, and obviously not every single client, you know, have some just kind of like regular people clients who, <laughs> and they're cool too, obviously like they're all amazing. But I mean, I, I have some, some really like amazing people with like, like influential networks and stuff like that. Like who, again, before I would think like, oh, there's no way they would want to work with me. And now like they look up to me because they're like, oh, you really know your stuff. And they're like, oh my God, you want to work That's with so me? Cool. That's so cool. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cool when you get those that like just having them as a client makes you feel like it's like its own validation. That's, that's awesome. Especially if you were kind of setting your intention with it directly. That's, that's so cool. So you're doing it all right now, one-to-one, -one, if I'm not mistaken, and group coaching is something that's coming up in the near future. How are you thinking about that? What's your mentality around it? Yeah, I really want to do it because, I mean, there's just only so many people I can work with one-to-one. -one. And like I said, like, it just, it just keeps growing how many people want to work with me. Like, like I said, like I, it's funny because again, these days I'm like, wow. And you know, thinking back to my early days, where in my early days, and it was all on social media, but like, I really had to put so much thought and energy. It's like, okay, I have to write this post. I have to really think about what I'm going to say. Um, because I have to like market myself to get clients. Right. Whereas like, I feel like it's been a, right. a long time since like pretty much since the beginning of this year, when everything started to really take off like crazy from all of the mindset work that I did. But yeah, now I'm like, I don't even have to like market myself at all. Like I just, I just talk about what I know, you know, and you know, I put up like my clients results and stuff like that, but I, I, I don't do it in any way of like, oh, I'm going to do this to like get people. Like I'm literally just, I guess it's just such a different mindset because it's just pure like abundance mindset where I'm just like, yeah, like I know there's lots of people. I just want to like talk about what I love and like. This is something my coach has really helped me with a lot, actually, and why I really love working with him is like, he's very much about like, I want to create purpose driven businesses instead of profit driven businesses. And the point being is that when it is purpose driven, it mm. will be, it will make profit anyways. And so he's kind of helped me with that to be like, just talk about your purpose, talk about why you do all of this. Like, what is the bigger picture? What is your bigger mission? And that's what people connect with. And that's, that's what makes people want to work with you because they like what you stand for. Right. Whereas if you're just like pitching all the time, like people get kind of turned off by that. And that's, that's a lot more what I used to do. And now sure. I'm like, wow, I don't do that at all. And now I, but I still just keep <laughs> getting people. So what is it now? Like, what is the purpose that you're pitching? Um, so I sum it up as like overall, just like pretty much like everything that I do is to help emancipate women. Like that's my mission is to really just like help continue to free women from any 
remnants of the patriarchy and the and obviously this benefits men too because both both women and men suffer from the patriarchal standards that have been the status quo for so long but of course it particularly disadvantages women um so i call it like the overarching mission is emancipating women from the patriarchy but within that specifically in the fitness realm you know it's emancipating women from oppressive diet culture because of because the culture around nutrition mm. and fitness in particular for women is starve yourself never enjoy food always feel guilty um and you know you have to run for five hours a day if you want to look good like all of this nonsense that just actually ends up destroying women's physical and mental health and so then the crazy thing is it's actually the opposite of what you need to do to get results anyways so it's sharing that message of like no, you're not supposed to eat less and work out more. You're supposed to eat more and work out less. And when you do that is when you're actually going to not only look amazing, but you're also going to feel amazing. And you're going to finally be free of this toxic brainwashing that you've had your whole life that tells you, you know, you have to starve. You can't enjoy food. Uh, don't lift heavy. Don't pick up anything heavy. Or you're going to look like a man, etc. That's quite a different message than, than what's typically said. And it's, it's interesting because... I mean, you're, what you're talking about works. Like you see it on, I see it on your Instagram story all the time. Your clients get results. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's because it, it really does work because, and it, it works for men too. So it's like men also need to eat quite a lot of good food and they need to train to get strong. And that's how they get a great masculine body. And it's the exact same thing for women. But again, just the, the brainwashing and the oppressive, messaging of like oh but if you do the same thing that a man does somehow as a woman you're going to look like a man which is not possible because we have completely different bodies right. and it's like <laughs> we need to do the same thing we both need to be nourished we both need to be strong but a man looks like a man and a woman looks like a woman that's because that's how our bodies are so it's just kind of helping to educate and like and with that yeah like emancipate from this oppressive culture of like starvation and guilt and ineffective, torturous workouts mm -hmm. that don't get you anywhere. So your mentality behind the group coaching, adding onto your services is, okay, so what I'm doing worked. I've, works. I've, for two years now, I've been proving the model on a one-to-one -one basis. Now let's scale it so I can help more people in a group co coaching setting. Am I understanding that right? Yep, exactly. So, and it's also, I kind of have realized that I, I definitely love the coaching that I do for sure. But I think that ultimately like my personality is more suited to be more of like kind of what I call the teacher role. So being more like a content creator, because it's like the point just being that like, I love nutrition and fitness. I also love travel and i plan on bringing that in as well a lot more since that's so a part of who i am and what i do like and you know it has been like my whole business thus far has been very fitness focused and i love that and i love what i'm teaching women and i i know it's super important but I've, i'm also just like i'm not like your regular fitness person though because here i am as well being a solo female nomad which is like not common for people who are also fitness. So I really want to combine the two. Yeah. Um, but, but anyways, point just being that I think that my, my zone of genius is more the like nerding out about the stuff, like mm -hmm. researching it, learning about it, and then creating content of like, okay, here's what I've learned. 
here's what you can do. And then so more like having it, um, teaching it more to the masses in that way and me being able to focus just on like the really fun part for me and still being able to like guide, but more guiding like larger amounts of people as opposed to just one-on-one. But I do think I would continue to still have some one-on-one clients, but I would want to kind of elevate it to be more like as... (laughs) Again, as Pam, she calls it, she has a mistress mind because it's for women. So making it, making that kind of thing as well, that it's like my one-to-one clients would just be like a small group of like, and it would be very, very selective and that it would be like really kind of my, my ultra dream clients, like ultra VIP and that those are the ones that I work with closely one-on-one and that we create kind of like a mistress mind setting where it's like a small group of us all kind of yeah, they're coming to me and I'm helping them with nutrition and fitness, but we're also doing like business stuff, women empowerment stuff, all of the good things together. And then, so I have a small group for that, but then I have a much bigger group for my group coaching so that, yeah, I can help a lot more women and that I can do it more in the basis of like, okay, I get to just like have fun doing the workouts, making the meals, talking about the mindset and kind of creating the content and sharing it that way. So, um, it's just more fun for me, more of my zone of genius, and then more accessible for more people. I love the way you're thinking about this. I also love that term zone of genius, which I'm going to steal all the time. Um, the like the natural conclusion then would be, so, okay, you've got this like super elevated one-on-one, and then you've got this like one-to-group. You know, the next link in that chain that I would see is like, okay, so are you going to have like a pre-recorded really low-end product or lower-end product? that you would just sell like on like Teachable or something like that, where you, it's like an online course essentially. Is that in your future? Or do you, do you think about that kind of thing at all? Yeah, so actually it'll just be, it's gonna be kind of one and the same with my group coaching. So my group coaching, cause obviously it'll have like the recorded modules that the students would use uh, to okay. get the results that they wanna get. So I would just offer it as like, you can buy just the, the course itself and it's obviously cheaper and then it's completely do it yourself or you buy the course and you have the coaching aspect with it. So, and then that's more because you includes group coaching calls. Yeah. It's that's, again, this is all thanks to my coach who has taught me these things. He he talks about that like value ladder. Right. And it's true that it's just like, you sell it the same, just one you offer here, you have coaching with it and here it's just completely on your own. So they're priced accordingly. So are you, are you still doing, I mean, it's you and your coach right now. Uh, you told me, I think you were hiring a sibling. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, so my younger sister who is, is back living in Puerto Vallarta. Um, she is my only, like, she's my only like real team member, um, as of right now, which is okay because it works well, but obviously probably eventually it's going to be scale of it. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, cause sometimes I'm like, Oh, is it like that? people but then i'm like well no it's, it works so um so she's my working. opinion is that like number of employees is a very uh it's like a vanity metric it's like people who raise that number without needing to it's just like people who buy their fake instagram followers like yeah it looks it looks fancy but you're not getting it's expensive <laughs> yeah for sure and like i mean i just don't even like talking about mindset work and all of that like that's definitely the next level for me is to to delve into Mm. like the leadership type of stuff 
um, because I haven't spent as much time doing that because I haven't really had to, even though, I mean, you should always still be learning it anyways. Um, but yeah, I'm like, oh man, I like right. wouldn't even feel con like, I wouldn't even feel ready to like be like leading like multiple people, you know, it's obviously really nice just having my sister. Obviously she's my sister. We're super close. So I know her really well. And so it's been easy to work with her, but like actually finding like complete strangers and being like, okay, here's the company. And like, we're all going to go. That's like a whole other level for me. And like, I'm excited to get there eventually, yeah. but I don't like, as of right now, it's actually not really necessary. It's going so well with my sister. Um, you know, she's kind of just like my right hand woman. Like I, and she kind of does a lot of the client management for me, which has also made it a lot easier for cool. me to have a lot more clients because before obviously I had to do everything myself and that took up so much time. So now like she yep. checks in with them day to day. She checks all of the data because we're very data driven because I mean, you kind of have to be in fitness, like to know like, okay, is, is it working or is it not? Um, so she checks, you know, okay, how are they eating? How are they working out? How much weight are they lifting? Are they progressing? Um, like what are their measurements look like, etc. And then, you know, if, if Man, your program sounds cool, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I mean, it works. So it's simple though. Yeah. Like it's like, it, it really actually isn't that hard. Um, it's just a matter of like hitting certain targets with some amount of consistency. And as long as you do that, you're going to be very successful. And then, you know, if I'm like, Oh, can you go into Jenny's program and can you change? Like, you know, she asked, can I change this exercise for another one? Can you go in and like, swap it out and so she'll like do that for me instead like before i used to have to do all of those things so so it's definitely that's a huge step forward <laughs> sweet i mean that's definitely the the second you're not doing everything yourself business just gets so much better because like just doing it with someone on your side and especially if it's someone like your sibling that you know you can rely on that's awesome i uh i want to ask you this um Feel free to tell me you don't want to answer it. We can edit it out. What's your experience been uh, hiring someone who's in your family? Because I've worked with family members and I've worked with friends and I have mixed feelings about it. So I'm curious, what, what do you think? Yeah, no, definitely. I don't mind answering that at all. Um, and I I was a little bit like nervous just in the sense I was like, oh, if this goes, like if it ends up that we have issues that obviously might not be nice. And I actually almost feel like it's harder to work with friends in a way um and i guess it just it de it's all it all depends right it depends on the person um but but so far it's been really really good like at first there were a couple of things that i kind of wanted her to do and then she ended up being honest with me and saying like hey i actually don't really like doing that and so so at first i was like oh, okay so i'm gonna kind of change the role a bit but then we ended up kind of modifying it so that she was still able to do what she could do within what was comfortable for her. And obviously, you know, I was like, okay, it's always best that you're just honest anyways. You know, I wouldn't want you to just keep doing something that you don't feel comfortable doing. Um, but overall, it's been really, really good. It, it's also been like really, you know, as part of my overall gratitude and my overall like abundance. I'm like, I'm so grateful that I'm able to not only bring in all of this for myself but i'm able to give my sister a job like a pretty chill easy yeah. remote job because she also she was like struggling and didn't have work and stuff so i was like oh i can here's work that i can give you that's like quite easy 
um, and it's chill. You know, you can do it from anywhere. So it's been good. Like, I, but I think it, it obviously just depends on the relationship that you have with the person. And as my coach tells me, he's like, whether or not they're family or friends, you know, somebody who's filling a, a role, he calls it what GWC, which is, are they a good fit? Do they want to do it? And are they capable of doing it? Right. And he's like, you need to ask yourself. <laughs> I've been given that exact advice. Oh, okay. <laughs> like those same three letters and everything. That must be a, that must be a, a common one. <laughs> no, it must come from something then. But, but yeah, yeah, because it's just, that's what you do have to ask, you know, it's like, that's the main kind of criteria to know if giving somebody position is going to work well or not. Um, so it's been good working with my sister. <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, when the time comes, do you have any thought about like what, when, when, if and when, do you know what you think the first hire that you make or the next hire, I guess, since you already hired your sister, what that'll be? Yeah, some, a hire that I want that I just haven't really acted on because I'm like, it's not like urgent, but it would help is um, like essentially kind of like a social media manager. Um, but mainly, especially just like mm. somebody to help me with my Instagram. Um, and I was kind of hiring like throughout my coaching, I've always kind of hired like independent contractors to kind of help me. And then recently I just kind of stopped because I thought that I was, I actually thought one of my clients was going to come on and do the work for me, but she ended up doing another job. And then like, I just kind of realized, I'm like, well, like. I don't like it need someone to do it. It's not like, like an absolute must. And like, um, what's been working really well for me with my Instagram, this is also what's so cool about having like kind of successful clients who have like a developed network is that they just like talk about me and their stories and stuff. I don't even ask them to, they just do it. And that really helps me grow my Instagram and grow that's my cool. like uh, audience anyways. So that's, that's kind of just <laughs> been working well for me, but but it would be like, I would really like to have somebody that, and just the thing is like, you know, it would have to be somebody that I really, really trust, you know, because handing over the keys to your Instagram is a big deal. Right. And like, I just would want to feel like, okay. yep. and, and that's why I was like, I don't really want somebody who's just like an independent contractor anymore. I want somebody who's actually like, they solely work for me. They're like part of my team. They're part of the company and like, they're helping, they're like, managing that that's their role and that's all they're doing right and that they're not like managing a bunch of other people's instagrams too like that they're solely dedicated to ours um so that would be the next hire but it's it's not anything immediate and i suppose another thing would also be just having somebody do sales calls for me like i don't even i don't even really call it a sales call because i call it an empowerment call that's what my coach help me name it because as you should yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm like it's not actually like and that's such a mindset shift from when I started too because I used to be oh my god yeah like I used to be so afraid of sales calls but I would still do them and I mean you know I still would get clients and stuff but like it was like my heart would be like pounding before the call I was so nervous like the whole experience was just a mess and now I'm just like now I'm just like, oh, it's not a sales call. It's just a call. Like we're literally just having a conversation. That's it. Like it's not a big deal. And mm -hmm. because of that, like people can sense the energy too. Right. And so they go really well usually, but I'm just so unattached. I'm just like, 
you know, I genuinely want to understand if I even can help them. And like, I also just want to give them value whether or not they work with me anyways, because I truly do just want to help emancipate women from the oppression. Um, and yeah, I'm like, you, you know, this is the program. You can join if you want. If you don't, that's fine too. It's, it's for you. It's not for me. Right. And you know, it's, you have to kind of just decide and if it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. So it's mm. fine. <laughs> that's the one role I have never been able to successfully hire for. I think I've had some measure of success in every other position I've tried, but I'll tell you what, I think I've tried four times getting, yeah, four times. I've, I've hired four specific people for like as W2 full-time employees to just work on sales. And the position has just not succeeded every time. I know it's my fault because I'm the common denominator between four people, right? But I, man, I don't, I don't know how to get started with it. It's, it's a tricky one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where it would just require a lot of kind of like team building type stuff, which is like a lot of mm-hmm. energy and time and focus kind of up front as it is with any team member, but then like it ends up paying off down mm-hmm. the line kind of thing. So, so yeah, for now. I'll tell you what I think my problem with that has been. Sorry to talk about myself during your interview, but figure maybe it'll <laughs> come in handy to hear how I failed. <laughs> so I think what it comes down to for me is there's too much technical knowledge required to make the sale in my business because it's a web design agency, right? So I need to be able to be like, oh, okay, so this is what you should do. Like, I recommend this to you. So maybe what I need to do is like dissect it into like a screening call and a closing call, or I don't know, something like that where I'm only, where it takes half the time for me. I have no idea, but I hope it's useful to you. One, one question I had for you about your hire that you're trying to make for um, social media uh, is the part of it that's really time consuming for you, the actual like posting on Instagram or like the content creation of like editing the videos and making it look good? Um, to be honest, none of it is really that time consuming anymore. I used to spend like way too much time and I used to think it mattered so much. And this is actually very recent that I like was like, okay, you know what? Just not (laughs) going to be posting every single day and that's okay. Um, it, that's actually a really recent thing and it has been so good. And it's very recent too that I have such a different mindset around even creating the content because I used to think it had to be like, okay, it's like really plan it out and all of this. Whereas now, like, I'm just like, you know, a lot of the time I'm like, well, I'm going to the gym and I'm working out anyways. Like I'll just bring my little tripod and I'll just put my phone and record it. And then I can just make a little reel and then boom, that's a workout that people can, that's content. Right. Or, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm already making the healthy meals anyway. Why don't I just quickly take a video of it and be like, what I eat in a day, which everybody loves those. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I suppose still like it, it probably what I should do, I guess. And I thought about this a lot is it probably would still make sense to outsource putting together like, and it doesn't take that long, but it obviously still takes some time to like put together, like, okay, you have a bunch of little video clips and putting it together. Like technically I should be like outsourcing that. Cause it's the kind of thing, like, you know, it, it's not something that's very expensive to pay somebody else to do. And it's like, it's weird if, if you're taking your own time, which is like, you know, you make this much money, but you're doing this dollar per hour task. Like, why are you yeah. doing that? <laughs> um, so right. So yeah, but 
but very recently and i'm really happy that i've made this shift like it's really like a mindset thing but yeah like i don't spend that much more time i i just try to make it simple you know like or just write like and again like really thanks to my coach where he's like just focus on your mission focus on your purpose and just talk about that and like you know i i spent so much time thinking about it and journaling about it and everything so now it's kind of easy to just like write something really fast and throw it in a post and even like the picture you know like i kind of just like i live obviously in these beautiful places so sometimes when i'm like okay it's this beautiful thing like just let's take like just a couple of photos like really quick and then i'll just have them later that i can just throw up or like oh just take like a selfie or something again mm. fitness that's easy everybody loves them <laughs> so i spend a lot less time now and um and also have I also realized that like posting on social media is not the most important thing in the world. Like show up, you know, show up some of the time, have fun with it, deliver your message, deliver value. But like, yeah, I definitely don't need to, like, I'm really glad I don't anymore think like, okay, it has to be like all the time and it has to be so thorough and everything. Wow. You're such a fascinating person to talk to about business stuff. I had probably, 14 topics written down, written down here. And I just was so interested in everything you said that we got through one of them. So oh, okay. <laughs> thank you so much for dropping all of this knowledge. Um, I, like I told you before this recording, I feel like this is the same thing that we do when we're not on camera. <laughs> so thank you so much for doing it with me on camera. Um, it's, it's been a blast. Um, Megan, where can people find you? Um, so my website, which is nomadicfitness.com. Um, and that's great if, if, well, if you're a woman and you want some, uh, you want to know how to eat and how to work out to get what I call a year round God's body bursting with energy by eating more and working out less. That's where you're going to find it. Um, and then of course my actual Instagram, which is my name, which is Megan M E A G H A N underscore nomadic fitness. Megan, you are a true badass. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. And we will have to get to these other 13 topics someday. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Another time. Thank you so much for having me.